And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the Skype line with us today is Dr. Robert Malone. And Dr. Malone, it wasn't too long ago we talked with you and you were kind enough to come on again because of this disease X and the fear-mongering that's taking place. So welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me on again, Dan, and and for helping to share information with your listeners about this issue and uh, many others relating to public health. Yes. And um, let's dive right in. Your article appeared in your substack, was sent out, I saw it, Disease X and Fear-Mongering, and um, this morning, Dr. Malone, I went online, did a search on Disease X. Oh, there's stuff all over the place, you know. Yep. Uh, world leaders, let me just do a couple quotes, if you can give me one minute. World leaders gathered at the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos to discuss Disease X, a hypothetical virus 20 times deadlier than COVID. And that's CBS. USA Today, Disease X doesn't exist, at least not yet. That's why health officials are taking the steps to ensure the world is prepared for an unknown deadly virus. And you get the drift, dear listener. Uh, Fortune Well says Disease X could cause the next pandemic, according to the WHO. And finally, Seattle Times, and this is just a, a little taste the world health organization added disease x in 2017 to a short list of pathogens deemed a top priority for research so at least they admit the thing doesn't exist but wow look at all the money they're spending on trying to deal with disease x so maybe you can take it away and talk about this a little bit dr malone well, it's not just them spending the money. There's a bill in the House right now to expand the mandate of BARDA, the Biomedical Advanced Research uh, Development Agency, which reports to the Assistant Secretary for HHS, the ASPR, Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response. And in that, uh, they're proposing to expand the uh, both the funding uh, mission uh, and capabilities of this organization, BARDA, that exists in parallel to the Department of Defense and NIH, and to authorize it to begin funding its own research programs into disease X. And this will be backed by many hundreds of millions of your dollars to uh, advance uh, technological platforms that could enable rapid response to disease X. In a way, this is an admission, if you if you kind of turn it upside down, this is an admission that the mRNA platform has failed. Yes. Because now they're saying they have to have an investment to come up with some other platform technology that would allow a rapid response. Mm-hmm. So it is working its way through the House. We'll see how that goes. I strongly oppose that bill. This is another uh, expansion of government uh, that's unnecessary. We other already have two separate branches, uh, agencies and sub-agencies, that being a Defense Threat Reduction Agency within DOD and NIH, NIAD, that are tasked with this mission. So this would be absolutely uh, overlap. 
uh, and mission redundancy, which leads to all kinds of bureaucratic infighting, wasted money, and we can just go on and on and on down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Disease X, uh, as you say, has been envisioned now since at least 2017 as it's hard to say, is it just a placeholder? For instance, Nipah virus mRNA vaccine trials started in 2020 for Moderna. It's it this insistence on this number, 20-fold higher mortality than COVID. That's a fascinating thing, and they keep repeating that number. And by the way, Dan, you've just cited a small subset of the synchronized corporate media messaging that yeah. has gone out. Okay, um, All in a harmonized fashion, and all, I'm sure this is merely coincidence, uh, that was sarcasm, <laughs> uh, all leading up to the negotiations for the World Health Organization uh, expanded pandemic treaty and international health regulations that would give the WHO significantly more power and money uh, to do things like surveillance, tracking, and response for a hypothetical disease. Let's just call it disease X for the sake of argument. Um, And by the way, dear listeners, that would include taxing nation states to fund the WHO, a supplemental tax, which would be a fraction of your health care budget, since the United States health care budget is the large, if, if not the largest, it's certainly one of the largest in the world. That would mean that you would be being you would be agreeing to a tax or Mr. Biden would be agreeing to a tax to fund this uh, globalist organization that has so badly bungled the covid response. Yes. Um uh, and you would be doing it in a way that would bypass any treaty agreements, although the rest of the world is seeing this as a treaty. Here in the States, it's being treated as a agreement or presidential agreement so that they don't have to get the Senate to vote two-thirds in favor of it. It's a sleight of hand mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, yet more trickery. Now, what the it's fascinating to me as somebody that's become so focused on psychological warfare and propaganda, mm-hmm. that we've seen this harmonized deployment of messaging, just like we did with the COVID crisis in so many points, safe and effective, etc. Uh, you'll recall all that. That's called uh, neurolinguistic programming, or we, you know, subliminal messaging is related to that. So this repeating of messaging again and again and again, is designed to get into your brain and past your own psychological defenses. You bet. And uh, so what's going on here is that uh, was revealed in another manuscript that we wrote a substack for actually the day before, also on disease X and the corrupt Lancet. There's a recent peer-reviewed article out in uh, the academic literature for uh, social sciences that documents that the World Economic Forum and its various member corporations, remember the World Economic Forum that's meeting right now that is holding these discussions about disease X uh, so prominently, is a trade organization of the thousand largest corporations in the world. That's what they are. And what's documented in this paper that we covered in the prior substack 
is that the World Economic Forum and its corporations control the fact checkers like the Pointer Institute, almost all of the corporate media, Elsevier and Frontiers. These are two major academic publishing houses. In addition to many, many actual academic sites, including my old alma mater, well, both of them, uh, that being UC Davis and Harvard. So the WEF has deep hooks into all of these sources of information, and it is using them to deploy in this kind of coordinated, harmonized propaganda campaign, messaging that will support the agenda of the World Health Organization as it seeks to expand its powers and its funding. This is so disturbing, and I'm sorry, dear listener, that we have to cover disturbing items but the safety of your life depends on understanding this stuff and and not falling prey to them. Uh, this is a new one. You mentioned BARDA, the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority. Um, do we vote for them? Do we do we vote them in or something? No, they are another uh, federal agency. They're actually a, kind of not even an agency yet. They're kind of a baby. They're trying to grow it agency that exists within the office of the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response, hmm. which is three down from the president. So the Assistant Secretary uh, re- reports to the Secretary of HHS, who reports to the president. Hmm. And this was all created, this infrastructure uh, during the Bush-Cheney administration in response uh, in large part to the anthrax events. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was what kind of kicked off a lot of this expansion of the biodefense industrial complex. And BARDA was set up as the main mechanism for funneling money into that complex. Hmm. Now, there's other scandals and issues surrounding BARDA right now that I am still waiting to write on. That's That's in progress. One of them is involves a, a problem of misappropriation of funds mm-hmm. where Congress allocated major funding for building new vaccine manufacturing facilities, and then those funds were redirected. The, you can look this up. There was some stories about a year and a half ago, two years ago, involving the Bank of BARDA. So what happened was that the uh, assistant secretary... Uh, basically redirected unilaterally congressionally authorized funds into a slush fund that she then allocated in part to this international organization called CEPI that's funded by Gates and the Norwegians that's Uh uh, located over there in Europe and uh, redirected it towards CEPI. And then she became one of the principal advisors to CEPI after it was set up and after she'd left the administration when Mr. Trump came in. So she resigned from her position mm-hmm. immediately before Trump took office. Well, um, it's an honor to talk with you today. We're talking with Dr. Robert W. Malone. And before we go any further, I mentioned that this was on your Substack. Dr. Malone, how can people sign up for your Substack so they can keep abreast of these items? Well, thanks for asking. Um, we... Uh, just as a matter of policy, I'm really wary of those that seek to capitalize or exploit on their fame uh, that they might have developed during the COVID crisis. So in this case, 
with our Substack, it's free to all. Mm. You can search rwmalonemd.substack.com and you can subscribe without paying. And you'll get this as a newsletter directly into your email on a daily basis. Today, it was uh, two uh, reposted articles and the Friday funnies, just to to uh, <laughs> basis. And everybody seems to love the Friday funnies and yeah. the Sunday uh, And then you can elect to become a paid subscriber. And if you do, then we open the door to you participating in the chat associated with those essays. And what this does is it keeps the trolls out sure. because they generally don't want to spend five bucks a month uh, on a <laughs> subscription. So that that's created a really good uh, chat community of people that uh, know each other. They're you know mostly anonymous, but uh, they've been interacting for months or years now. Yeah, we've got almost a thousand of these essays out. So that's that's the Substack. And uh, you're welcome to join just for free. Uh, our goal is to get the information out to people, just like your goal with this broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's an act of Christian love to spread truth. And I appreciate what you're doing, Dr. Malone. Um, the other day, we were trying to line this up at the last minute, and you were out of the house at the time, and little did I know, your your wife, Jill, responded, and she had access to your cal- calendar and lined it up for me. Um, and I think maybe she thought I was somebody else. And, and um, anyway, we'll take whatever we can get. And yeah, it's just... I think she thought you were Eric Gajewski, who uh, <laughs> runs his own uh, substack under the heading Tradcast Night. Uh, so he's he's another faith-based uh, broadcast, but it's all good. Very good. But um, let's pause for just a moment here. We're talking about disease acts and fear-mongering, and I'm just going to take a really quick pause, and that is people might think, well, he's a medical doctor. He doesn't have any real-world experience. He doesn't get his hands dirty or anything, but you, you run your own farm, don't you? Yep, it's we. It actually pays, which is it's hard to make a small farm pay. <laughs> it is. But we breed we breed a high end horse uh, that is rare in the United States. It's the kind of the Portuguese national horse called a Lusitano. But we also have chickens and dogs and uh, grow our own veg, etc. So uh, you know, my my tractor is going to be picked up any minute now to put some new hydraulics on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to get out there and take the spikes off the front, and mm. uh, and I've got plows and cultivators and all that kind of stuff, but on a smaller scale because we're only a fifty-acre farm. <laughs> well, I I just I just think that's delightful. And um, Doctor Malone, um, where do we go from here? We have this this basically, can I say it? Make believe disease X, and they've just assigned it that claiming. You know, what if this thing is 20-fold higher mortality? Uh, since they're being random here, why couldn't they go 100-fold higher mortality? Yeah. Well, and, and the metaphor that comes to mind is they're holding a, a blank gun at your head yes. and uh, saying, pay up or I'll shoot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, and, and you know what? 
troubled so many of us um, during COVID are well-intended, quote-unquote, politicians tried to protect us. And they tried to protect us by shutting down our businesses, by shutting our churches, by leaving bars open and strip joints open. But, you know, shutting down uh, things that I consider essential, but they considered non-essential. And, the and, right to religious assembly was uh, just thrown right out the window. Oh, yeah. And I also remember things like, um, remember there was a mercy ship or whatever they called it? that Trump yep. sent into New York. Ah, they sent yep. that thing back. Forget that. Let's put the let's put the COVID patients into nursing homes. It w- was the decision by by our governor at the time. Th- this is tra- tragic what took place. Cuomo has a lot to account for. He does. And I don't think he's going to be held accountable. No. Uh, you know, we, we're going to be lucky if we see any accountability for Fauci. Uh, and a yes. lot of the other bad actors responsible for this, yes. uh, let alone Humo. Uh, right. the, the loss, of, unnecessary loss of life, seems to be almost entirely associated with uh, medical mismanagement. Yes, yes, and I, I'm starting to come to the conclusion that we have some people in charge that they really don't care if people die. They just want to look good on the surface and say the right words, but. If it means that they got to start another war to make a lot of money for the industrial military complex, oh, no problem. Let our let our boys go over there and die wherever there is, and it's it's so troubling. And um, another inconsistency I see, Doctor Malone, is we have a literal invasion on our southern border, and many of these folks coming in are are unvetted. And you spoke the last time together about the diseases that are coming over the border. Can you can you touch upon that really briefly and remind our listeners what the what the facts are? Well, the facts are is that these folks that are coming across, as you say, unvetted and undocumented, they're actually being taught that they need to throw their documentation away before they get to the border. Uh, are are not being. Uh, not receiving physical exams. We have no vaccination records. They're coming from areas with high levels of endemic diseases, including tropical diseases, many of which are mosquito-borne. And then there's the issue that so many of them have been sexually assaulted, so therefore they're potential vectors for sexually transmitted diseases. And uh, as you say, they're coming across the border at an enormous rate. Uh, the federal government seems to be actively dissuading uh, states like Texas from trying to do anything about it. They're suing Texas yes. for using their own National Guard for trying to stop this flood of, of illegal, undocumented persons. But uh, beyond all the public policy and machinations and voting and future voters and all that things, uh we clearly end in the uh, flooding of fentanyl across that same border. Yeah. Concurrent with these people. Uh, we do have an infectious disease risk, and it's uncharacterized. We probably will never know. But in the face of all of this uh, hype and fear that's being generated about the risk of infectious disease that is being used to justify digital passports, one of the G20 specific initiatives 
They want to have digital passports that will include your medical records so that anybody will be able to check and see when and how and if you were vaccinated against disease X, Y, or Z. Um, in the face of all of that uh, kind of surveillance and information control efforts that are ongoing, it's completely laissez-faire open border in terms of these uh, unfortunate poor, uh, largely in Latin Americans, but not only. It's the world, word has gone out across the world that the southern border is porous. And yeah. so people flood in to this uh, chain, uh, uh, Chinese nationals and many others, uh, so that they can get across the U.S. border. And as been mentioned previously, many of these are military age, quote unquote, males. Yes, they that are. are coming. So, uh, and once you have someone who's chronically infected with a virus, even at a low level, they become potential vectors for spread as they get distributed by our airline industry. Now we know mm-hmm. throughout the United States. Uh, so that's that. That's a potential threat. I don't want to sound like I'm an alarmist that I'm pro- propagating fear porn, but. Uh, in the face of all the infectious disease threat hypotheticals that we have, this is a very clear and present danger and tangible that we're paradoxically ignoring. Yes. I have a hard time taking these so-called experts blathering about disease X, taking them seriously, when at the same time they refuse to shut down our border and protect the American people from very real tangible threats. Uh, The other day, there was some kind of a hearing. Mayorkas was supposed to be there. He didn't show up. But they had, I think, a couple of ladies there who lost their daughters uh, because of illegal aliens. And uh, this sort of thing is going to happen more and more over time, I'm convinced. Um, We've got just two minutes left to our discussion today. Um, somebody might have just tuned in today and said, who on earth is he talking to today? Can you uh, just briefly tell the people who you are, Dr. Malone? So I'm a Maryland licensed physician who has been operating at the interface of private industry and government and academe my entire 30-year career. I made some uh, significant advances in technology as a academic researcher, including the foundational technology that's used for these RNA vaccines and for DNA vaccines, other delivery methodology and technology. Uh, and then uh, that brought me into the world of vaccine development and infectious disease research. I spent time working with the Department of Defense. Uh, At one point, I held a position where I had responsibilities for virtually all, uh, not not the only responsibility, but I was responsible in part for all of the various biodefense products Mm -hmm. for the Department of Defense. So I'm familiar with all those vaccines and drugs, et cetera, and antibodies. And then transitioned in my career to becoming a regulatory and clinical development specialist uh, with deep background and training in bioethics, et cetera. And I just, because of the cascade of events, I found myself one of the first speaking out about the bioethics 
of what was happening with the COVID crisis, the failure to provide informed consent, uh, the coercion, enticement, and compulsion that was deployed on children and adults to take these products. And uh, then from there, because of my background in the technology, I found myself over the last three years, I'm frequently asked to help people to understand the tech, what's going on. And then as I became a target for the psyops and propaganda, I started digging in to try to better understand that area, that technology domain of how fifth generation warfare is deployed in a modern sense. And I've become a bit of an expert on that. Mm. Well put. Well, Dr. Malone, I want to thank you very, very much for joining us today. And one more time, if someone would like to sign up for your, your Substack, etc., tell them once again how they may do that. So it's rwmalonemd.substack.com. And you can go to that address and it'll walk you through a subscription. And you can also follow me and we post all our Substacks on X. Gab, Getter, and Truth Social at RW Malone MD. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, thank you very much, and uh, I pray that the Lord blesses you and sustains you. It's not easy uh, going against the grain. Um, you're you're getting truth out, and I really appreciate that, Doctor Malone. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dan. Look forward to talking again soon. Dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.